0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornets fans? Thank you for tuning in to the Believe in Hornets podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Darian Thomas, and we have had a lot Go on after the season concluded for the Charlotte Hornets, including a 20 point per game score, possibly making his return to the team. And then also, I'm going to be giving my season grade and maybe some individual grades. We'll see how it goes. Don't want to talk your head off, but that's going to be our show today. So let's go ahead and get into it. So, like I mentioned, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges has received, and this is a week late, I know, but I kind of just wanted to get all the details. I didn't want to talk, you know, out of my butt. Um, uh, I just wanted to make sure we had all the information And uh, you know I waited a day And I was like I should record but then I was like eh, I don't know we waited all uh, Basically it felt like a year For this ruling so let's see if any new Information came out and so after a week I was like okay it, it's there's no new Information at least prominent information Because I feel like it would have been out by now but Anyway if you haven't noticed or Haven't seen Miles Bridges Has been handed a 30 game Suspension Um, So therefore I mean, really, it's a 10 game suspension because they handed him down a 30 game suspension, but gave him 20 game serve. So whatever team he plays for, which more likely it will be the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get into that in a second. But for whatever team he plays for, he will just probably miss the first 10 games. I don't think it will stop him from working out with the team or even preseason. I think it's just 10 regular season games is what he has to miss. He doesn't have to miss anything else. So you could be wondering all right. So one, how does this affect the Charlotte Hornets? Um, you know, now that we have our 20 point per game score back. And the first thing I would say is technically we don't. Um, he miles bridges the the Charlotte Hornets still have the rights to Miles Bridges. So they're going to be the ones that obviously be able to put up, you know, uh, work out a deal with him first. Uh, they have the bird rights. So, so I don't think anyone else can sign him. But still, technically, if I'm not mistaken, he's not exactly on the team because I know, um, the, like I said, they have the rights, but he's, he, like I said, he's not technically on the team. So it that makes it difficult, but more than likely he will be on the team. But I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves. However, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't bring back Miles Bridges, considering all of this has already happened and they kind of already waited it out. I think they already knew what the ruling was, and that's kind of what they were waiting for. So I don't, I don't foresee them uh, letting Miles Bridges walk. But I have to say it because technically he's not on a team. But the reason I know he's going to be on there is like I said, all that stuff and then in all his workout videos he's been posting because he's back on social media now. And all the workout videos he's been posting, it's in Hornets gear. So, I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you. I do wonder if that workout is old because I don't and I don't know this guy personally or anyone that knows him. But just from what I've seen, I saw videos probably earlier this year, maybe late late last year, him working at the Charlotte 49ers basketball arena, uh, which is a college team in Charlotte. And um, he had a Hornets gear. So I don't know if it's from the same day. I don't know how recent that is just because he posted. It doesn't mean it's recent. Um, but still, I mean, even then, his future was more in doubt when he po—well, When I originally saw that picture, as opposed to now when he's posting, actually posting a video. Uh, so if he wore Charlotte Hornets gear then and then knew he was probably going to post it, I firmly believe that he's going to be a Charlotte Hornet. And then also, I don't feel like the Hornets addressed their forward wing position. Um, and I, and I know like there wasn't much they could do, but there wasn't, uh, there just didn't really seem to urgency around that position, which we know miles plays that position. And then they released, well, they traded Jalen McDaniels, which uh, if, if miles wasn't coming back, you could run with PJ and Jalen. You wouldn't have to worry about that at all. It would, it would fit, but, they knew he was more likely going to come back. So those are kind of just my things of why I believe he's coming back. I know that some people don't is more of they don't want to get their hope up as far as the Hornets maybe being good basketball wise. Uh, but yeah, I, for the most part, I foresee him being on the team. What does that mean, though? What what does Miles Bridges being back on a team mean? Are the Charlotte Hornets already back to where they were two years ago, a year ago, a year ago? Or are they where were they are they going to be where they were a year ago when uh they played they had a winning record? I think they won forty three games, played the Atlanta Hawks and just got embarrassed. Everybody looked like they didn't really want to play. Emotions ran high, miles through that. Uh that uh, mouthpiece and hit that girl. But yeah, it, what does that mean for the team? I don't think that this team is going to be that team a year ago. I still think there's some things that need to be changed um, right now. We have Mark Williams, so that helps. We actually have a center. Will I say Mark Williams is better than Mason Pumley? I would say so, but not. It, it's it's not as easy as you would think. If that makes any sense, I'm not saying that Mark doesn't deserve to be a start. No, he's 100 deserves to be the starting center. But it's comparing a at this point a sophomore center to a guy that was like a 10 year veteran. Does Mark Williams have all the potential to be 20 times better than Mason Plumley? 110. percent But I'm just saying as far as where Mason Plumley was in his career when the Hornets uh, made the play in compared to where Mark Williams is now as, like I said, a sophomore center. So that's just kind of my point. But overall, his skill set is different. Mason Plumlee was more of an offensive guy. So if you take Mason Plumlee's offensive talent and put it for Mark Williams defensively, I think you have a better team. So we definitely have the center position figured out. I don't think that I, – I wasn't saying that to say, oh, we need a better center. It was just saying comparing the two, which really shouldn't do that because they're in completely different places in their career. But I would say Mark Williams is – justifiable as far as just overall skill not exactly what he's skill at but just overall skill like I've like if we're talking overalls like in 2k I think they would have the same overall or close to it that that's just kind of what I mean it doesn't necessarily mean some Mummies better it's just literally uh you had do have to take take into account time served in the NBA so I think we have a better position uh, center position more than likely, Miles, I'm assuming, is playing the four. So then by four positions, sure up, 20-point-per-game score, a guy that can get rebounds on like um, PJ. PJ's not really that much of a rebounder, even though he does so many other things exceptionally well. Um, so that gives us that good – a good rebounder to go with Mark Williams and then also a 20-point-per-game score, a guy who is de- a decent shooter, but also – even though his best ability is attacking the basket and finishing at the rim, he doesn't take up paint space because he attacks from like the three point line uh, from the mid range. He's not just sitting in the paint in the way of someone like let's say Mark Williams, considering he hasn't added a three point shot to his game yet. So I think that's good for the lineup. Then you have Gordon Hayward. I'm assuming more than likely will start. And we're just basing this on people who are, we know are on the roster. So guys like Dennis Smith jr necessarily technically won't be on there because he's a free agent this summer and same with Kelly Oubre. So we're just going based off who already has a contract through next year. And so, uh, like I said, Gordon Hayward would probably be there. He wasn't as efficient as you, as you would like him to be. Um, But I, I think that that's something he could turn around, especially at older like as players get older, they may lose their athleticism but they get smarter about the shots they take. I do feel like you get even a little more touch sometimes and so I just and he's always had touch he's always been an efficient scorer, so I don't think we need much from him I think it's really just the contract I think the contract is just what makes it so bad because you aren't necessarily getting what you pay for at this point in time but it doesn't mean he's a bad player he's just the contract makes it so bad I think if Gordon Hayward was on the team for let's say even eleven twelve million I think a lot more people would be happy than what they are now. Um, but it's just that he's preventing us from getting other players because he's so expensive. And then also he's not playing up to the money that the Hornets signed him for. Uh, Terry Rozier, more than likely will be the shooting card unless he gets traded. That's a conversation for another day. And then the ball. So overall, I think that that's a decent lineup. But like I said, the first question I posed was, is it good enough? And I, I foresee the East getting better again, because a lot of teams this year felt like they had a chance, a, a puncher's chance um, going into the playoffs. I don't think they have a puncher's chance of saying, oh, oh we're winning. I think only three teams are thinking, hey, we're, we could win it all. And that's the Bucks. Uh, the Celtics and the Sixers. I, hopefully, I'm not forgetting anybody. And I think the Cavs are in that position where, hey, if we get there, we definitely can win. But our kind of ceiling right now, just because it's first year and a lot of small roster things need to be changed, we'll see conference finals, maybe second round, a tough second round loss. Uh, Even it'll be interesting to see what happens if they lose in the first round. I personally wouldn't say... That requires them to go into panic mode and try to figure out what to do um, if they lose to the Knicks in the first round. However, I do expect them to try to want to get better because they don't really have a bench. What do you do with Isaac Okoro, who is technically like bench for Danny Green? So that that could spark up something as far as another team getting better. Then you have to look at teams like the Heat. What are they going to do? Raptors, they just fired Nick Nurse literally a couple hours ago. What happens there? Um just because of the fact that I do believe they're going to blow it up, what does that mean? Where do those players go? Because if they blow it up, those players have to go somewhere. Are they staying in the East? Most teams don't like to do that, even though I do know that's more of an NFL thing where you try to get the guy as far away, as you, as far away from you as possible. And NBA NBA does it to an extent. It depends on how good the player is. But is Pascal good enough for one of those guys to be like, oh, I don't even want him in a conference? Uh, I don't know. But, and that's something you have to think about because, those, like I said, those players, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, those guys have to go somewhere. Yaka Pirtle, they have to go somewhere. Uh, so, would they be in the East? I don't – I have no idea. And then, I don't know what the Hawks are doing. I think the Hawks, they have the talent. I think they just need some more Quinn Snyder time. They look better with Quinn Snyder except playing the Celtics, but it's also the Celtics. Um I'm trying to think of everybody. The Wizards, I'm not really too concerned about the Wizards. Not really too concerned about the Magic. Not saying the Magic won't be good. I think they will be good, but we've matched up pretty fairly with injured rosters this year. So imagine a healthy roster playing. I think we'll, I think we'll hold our own. Then you add rookies and stuff. I, I, I think not adding any rookie, not adding any free agents. I think Miles Bridges back on the team with the team, as stated, um, with the bench of probably Bryce McGowan, James Book Knight, Nick Richards, P.J. Washington, JT Thor. That's what you're looking at right now. Like I said, we're not projecting... Any free signs? we're not projecting a rookie coming in and switching up. We're just projecting right now. And then we'll, you know, as the time comes, as the offseason comes, we'll go from there. And I really kind of want to wait to the draft lottery before I really start. OK, this is the rookie. And I just want to wait for that because there's a big difference from picking first and getting Victor Women Yama. And then there's a big difference between getting seventh and getting... I can't think of someone off the top of my head. Anthony Black, for whatever reason. Uh, so there, there's just a big difference. Or Sar Thompson. There's just a big difference. So I, I want to save, like, projecting how rookie can come in and impact his team for after that. So based on the roster currently, as is today on April 21st, I would say the Hornets are probably a ninth seed, maybe eighth, maybe eighth seed. Uh, I don't foresee, like I said, I don't foresee the Hawks playing the same way. Again, I think they will be better next year. How much better? I don't think it'll be that much, but it'll be enough to where the Hornets just can't come in and just take take their spot. It won't be easy. The Heat, I don't know if anyone, if there's anyone to change a team in an offseason despite having bad contrast like Duncan Robinson and stuff, it will be Pat Riley. So, we'll see on that. As of right now, I'm not too concerned uh, with what they got going on. Wizards, I'm not concerned. So, that's why I kind of put the Hornets at ninth, 10th because then I, I don't think the Raptors will no longer be a threat Then you add the Pacers, who they were really good when healthy. So that's a team, you know, you're you're fighting for that 9th, 10th spot. And I think that's it. I don't think anyone else is making a jump. I think Detroit's going to be at the bottom again. But this year, they kind of wanted to be at the bottom. I think they're a lot better team than their record indicates. uh, But I don't think it's going to be something that can knock us out of the playoffs or knock us out of the 9th, 10th seed. So, I mean, they will be a team competing. I don't think the East next year will be what it was this year where you have, like, teams who only won 20 games or 21 games. No, I think it's going to be a lot of teams winning – uh, like high 20s, low 30s, or maybe even like mid 30s. I think it's going to be a lot more of that. It's going to be like the west of the old, basically. So, yeah, I for now will put the ones at 9 and 10. But like I said, that's no free agents added. So I'm not even including Dennis Smith Jr. I'm not including Kelly Oubre because technically they're free agents. I'm not including any rookies. Ninth to 10th is kind of where I see it. And that's not bad. That's not bad at all, in my opinion. You have a healthy team. I think you could, I think you could do some, you could do some damage. I, I really do. PJ, like I said, PJ off the bench. You would hope James Booknight comes around. You would hope um Bryce McGowan comes out, comes around because you want some type of bench unit. Nick Richards is a very solid backup. Uh I mean, yeah, it definitely is gonna need some adding, but based off that, I think that can get you ninth and tenth. Uh, it's rough. It's a rough estimate, but I really do think it can. Um, and, and that's just depending. And that's also kind of assuming the downfall of teams like the Raptors and the heat. So if they, if the heat just retool, then, you know, Hornets probably moved. Cause I said ninth. Hornets probably moved to 10 and then the Raptors somehow they get a different coach and be like, Hey, maybe we don't need to blow this up. That might move us. Still, you know what I mean? So I'm basing it off that. It's really hard to tell the playoffs are still going on, but that's kind of where I see it, which if you're considering no, no, Free agents coming in, no outstanding rookies coming in. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good because you know that there's going to be a rookie and it is going to make a difference. And you're hoping that even someone like Kelly Oubre on Kelly Oubre's level, if he comes back, that will also make a difference. So I think that that will push you up, you know, eight, you know, maybe you're into the eight, maybe you're into the 10. I I mean, well, maybe you're, you're into the seven. I don't know, but I do feel like. Nine or ten without any additions is actually pretty good. Let me know what you think. Um, just let me know. Follow me on Twitter at TrustBuzz, T R U Z Z B U Z Z, and we can talk hoops. We can talk draft. That's my favorite thing. But we, of course, we can talk Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, yep. Yeah. So for the next topic, what I really want to cover or talk about is individual player grades. That is what I want to do. That is something that. I didn't want to do right away. That's why I figured now was a good time to do it because I was already waiting on the Miles Bridges news, which in hindsight, I probably should have just recorded because it would have been, you know, it is what it is. But I just don't. I'm not a fan. It's hard to explain. I'm not a fan of being on another person's. I'm just not a fan of just. Coming on another platform and kind of just saying anything without looking it up. And, like, for example, like on my YouTube channel at Trust the Buzz, it's different because. I've grown that community so far to a point where they kind of know me so they know, OK, this is just an initial reaction. These aren't final thoughts. His, his opinion can change, but it's just what he's thinking in the moment. And as I'm still introducing myself to, you know, all the Believe family and everyone like that, I don't want to come on here and just say the first thing because I haven't built that kind of Relationship with the listener. So, yeah. So, forgive me if, like, you're like, oh, this took too long, but I just didn't want to come on here without having all the information as possible because I mean, it just makes it for a better listening experience, in my opinion. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into these draft grades. I'm going to, and should I do it in alphabetical order? I will do it by height. We'll do that. We'll just for fun, just to switch up the, the, the monotony of things. We'll go ahead and just uh switch it up and we'll just do by height. So we'll do tallest players first work our way down to the bottom and I'll give my individual grade. Now these grades are going to be kind of in a vacuum just because of the fact that really so much went wrong this season. So there's things that I wanted from these players that I couldn't have got just because everything that was going on from injuries to the Miles Bridges situation and just it, it's just a lot. So I'm going to give it These grades are going to be very personal. So if someone gets an A, it's more so this is what I expected of you. And did you exceed those expectations? So it's not going to be compared. I'm not like for Nick Riches, for example, I'm going to give him a pretty high grade. However, I don't want you to think, oh, he got this grade. That means he must be Rudy Gobert. No, I'm not saying that. It's just for him. This is what I thought of him going into the season. And then, what was the outcome of that? And then I make my grade from there. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So, first person, the tallest person at 7 1 is Mark Williams. I would give Mark Williams a probably A minus. I would give Mark Williams an A minus because of the fact that he performed so well once he became a starter. He took that, you know, they sent him to the G League. He in and, and Jalen Duran was out there playing for Detroit. But he took being sent to the G League uh, and just rolled with it, performed, and said, Hey, I'm gonna let my basketball do the talking. And, and they did that. It, it it convinced the Charlotte Hornets to trade Mason Plumley, which if you look at what they got in return, no one has ever said this. This is not a report, but this is just me. I really didn't feel like they were looking to shop him, to be honest. I, I don't think not because we're keeping him for the future, but uh, it's not really going to get as much. However, they took what they could get because Mark Williams was on the rise. Uh, that's kind of what I feel about it, because the what they got was so low. I'm just assuming that they really weren't in the market to sell him. Um and so as as Mark Williams started performing cuz he came he started performing because uh Nick Richards got injured as Mark Williams started performing I think they were like oh we're kind of forced to really we need to play this guy um and you know having Nick Richards at the same time would make it is not going to be good for any, any of those guys so Let's go ahead and trade Mason Pullman. I think with something in the back of their mind, I don't think it was their number one plan. That's kind of just my point on that. So that's why I give Mark Williams A minus just because he came, he came, um, he became a starter and just played his butt off. I know he dealt with some injuries, but it, I mean, he looks healthy uh, for the most part. And the reason I couldn't give him a higher grade is just because it's not like he, Dominated, even though he had some really good games. Not like he really dominated. And then also, a reason I couldn't give him a lower score score is because once he started off in the G League, I was kind of like, ah, oh, here we go. And was just really nervous. So I didn't expect much from him at all. But for him to come out this season and prove that he will be the starting center of the future, I think that is why he gets an A-is because. It, it it didn't look like that was going to be the case, and and you really couldn't see it. Like so, in the summer league, he really, I mean, he shot away an offensive end, but he looked really good on defense. Then he comes into the season, don't really even get the play, gets sent to the G League. You're like, ah, how far is it? Because you you didn't really see much of an improvement from summer league to uh, the preseason. He looked better. It just he still looked a little rust rusty. I wouldn't even say rusty, but he looked like he just still had a ways to go. And then he went to the G League and came out a beast. So. That's my grade for Mark Williams. For Nick Richards, I give him an A. And the reason I give him an A over an A- to someone like Mark Williams is because I really am not the biggest fan of Mark uh, of Nick Richards uh, before this season. I thought he was kind of soft in the paint offensively and defensively. He is, It's like he turns it on to strength and the tenacity for rebounds, especially offensive rebounds. But it just seemed like when he was guarding the post or he had the ball in the post, he just seemed weak. Uh, he didn't seem like he really wanted to put his weight on anybody. Didn't really seem like he wanted to outmuscle anybody. And so that was kind of my concern with him coming into the season. I was like, there's no way. And at the time, we still didn't know. If, we didn't know if Mark Wynn was going to beat our starting center. But after this season, I think Nick Richards did an exceptional job. I think he improved a lot. I, he's one of the – he it's one of the better screens I've seen in, in the league this season. Even though he does get a lot of fouls called on him sometimes, but hey, keep doing it. You know, just probably just learn how to position your body a little more so you can get away with that call. But I think he progressed a lot. He, he does. He's not, he still has a way to go defensively, but it's not bad to where he's just getting bullied in the paint. Um, his, like I said, his rebound has kind of always been there and he does look a little more, uh, driven to finish um, underneath the basket. He's done a great job of that. He's still, to me, still more of a stat defender where, oh, you had five blocks, but it's because people took 40 shots on him because he's not really that great of a defender. However, he's he's been getting the job done this season. I'm not mad at it. Then he signed that extension, very very team friendly contract extension. I thought he probably maybe could have got more somewhere else. So I'm glad that he resigned that uh, because that is a good two center, a good one two center combination for the Charlotte Hornets. Now next we have at six eleven, Kai Jones. C. Kai has not improved that much. The only reason I give him a C is because I still see the talent there. It's still there. It's not like he's not talented. It's really just the nuances of the game, I feel like, is what throws him off. Now, you could say he takes me, uh, well, he takes me threes. I agree with that. That's something that has nothing to do with skill. He shouldn't be taking that many anyway. You know, and I know there's stretch fives and stretch four, but get into the league first. If that's not naturally what you do, let's get into the league. Let's settle on who we are as a player. Then we can worry about shooting because he has somewhat of a shooting touch. But as of right now, it's just a C because I see all the talent. It's just not clicking right now. And I think it's because the minute fluctuations and then how he necessarily plays. And it puts himself in a weird position because he can't really play to four. It, it, he just, well, he doesn't play well with another center. So maybe if P.J. was a small ball five, but the way our lineup is set up now, P.J. should have no reason to play small ball five. So it, it's just a lot. And that's why I give him a C. I, I want him to be good. Kai Jones is someone I'm rooting for. But as of right now, he just has a ways to go. Next up at 6'10". This is my guy right here. Right, and I'll give him a B plus. And that is, no, I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B. And that is JT Thor. Because there, at the beginning of the season, when he was getting a lot of minutes, I was like, man, put him in Kai Jones. Kai Jones has shown me more as far as, I think, fundamental-wise, JT Thor is further along than Kai Jones, which is crazy to say. That's just me, though. Let me know what you. Let me know if you think differently. But I think JT Thor, fundamentally-wise, is better. But the skill, the potential, all that, I think it's Kai Jones. But JT Thor, this season, he started off rough. And there was times he was starting games, and I was like, please go to Kai Jones. I'd rather see that from, you know, I'd rather see Kai Jones get out there and hopefully get better than see JT Thor. But after the All Star break, he went on that tear. His shots were hitting, he was playing great defense on everybody he could, he was switching. He didn't look lost on defense. He, he he regained some touch on offense. Like I said, he was hitting threes. He was in floaters. He was getting to the basket. It, it, JT added a lot to his game. It just turned on. And while it's not, Oh, this guy is a solidified six man or even seventh man, it is. This guy can be really good. If, we give him the proper nourishment that he needs and then it kind of makes up for Jalen McDaniels and then it makes you wonder is that a reason why the Hornets traded Jalen McDaniels because you have a guy that's kind of his same build same body type coming out and he could very well be better and he's getting better sooner Jalen Jay, McDaniels is like 24 JT Thor is like 20 and while I Jalen McDaniels is better. I can see it more in J.T. Thor, so I'll give him a B just because it did take very late for him to start getting better. But once he did, it was it was like wow, this guy can be really good. All right, so now we have Gordon Hayward at six. No, we have Lamelo at six seven. I mean, they're both six seven. We have a lot of six seven players, so it actually really don't matter. But we'll start off with Lamelo. Lamelo I'm giving an A minus. I think he looked really good. Um he was attacking the basket more even though it 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 kind of dwindled off, but it was a point where I was like, "Oh, okay, he, he can do this." Um and it kind of dwindled off after some injuries, which I, I understand to an extent. Uh but the reason I just give him an a what did I give him? An A minus is just because of the fact that I wish he could stay healthy. That's not on him, but then also he takes some bad shots. He takes some really bad shots. Now, he usually makes those shots. That's fine. I think and I, the reason I – it's tough. The reason I penalize LaMelo for taking bad shots is because we have so many people taking bad shots on this team. Already do. And while LaMelo does make a lot of his, I will say that you're the leader of this team. And maybe it would help if you didn't do that. Because they, they these guys are already going to do it. Kelly Uber is already going to do it. Will LaMelo there or not? Uh, Terry Rozier, already going to do it, whether whether LaMelo's there or not. But in seeing that, I wish LaMelo would be like, okay, well, let me try to affect the game in another way. Now, he's very young. I'm not putting this on him at all. But that's kind of like something I think about is we have a lot of shot chuckers. Either they need to stop or LaMelo needs to stop. And I trust LaMelo more to do other things. I guess, So I'm not penalizing him, but it's just like if someone's going to switch and do something else, I'd rather it be LaMelo just because I know he's better at it than everybody else. That's kind of where I sit on that. It's not because he's not good at shooting uh, or he's not good at scoring in other ways. I think he is, and that's why I want him in that position. And he's a little more consistent, surprisingly. Um, but, yeah, I think... LaMelo, I mean, he improved as a playmaker. I think he improved overall on his defense. He is not still a good defender at all by any means. However, I can tell that he picked up a lot of different things just about positioning on the court and understanding switches and zones and things like that. He doesn't get lost out there on defense as usual. And I do want him to turn down the fouls. But in his time playing, I think he played well. Uh, I really just would like to see him with another good player, another player, that, another good player that fits him uh, because Terry is a good player, in my opinion. Doesn't fit him. Kelly Uber is a good player, in my opinion. Doesn't quite fit him. And then I don't think they got enough time with Mark and LaMelo, even though I think that would work. So I can't wait for next year him with Miles. And I think that will really elevate his game because, you know, he went from playing with Miles and then he went to like nobody. And then now he's back with playing with Miles. And then you added a couple other guys in there who have improved along the way. So I think, like I said, we'll get LaMelo A minus. Rowan Hayward. I think we're going to give him a C plus. He's good. He's decent on the court. He provides a lot. And like I said, these grades aren't kind of just because I gave Kai Jones a C doesn't mean that Gordon Haver only better, barely better than Kai Jones because he has a C play. No, I told you, they're for individual. I'm not, i not try to take in other things in consideration, but other players in consideration and depending on what the skill set or whatever I'm talking about is, but Anyway, Gordon Hayward, a C-plus. He was pretty good on the court. Obviously, he can. Ju- he just struggles to stay on the court. And then towards the end of the season, he was just bad. <laughs> like Before they sat him, he was just bad. Um, so that's kind of just where I stand on that. I really don't have much else to say about that. Uh, Bryce McGowan, I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B because he has the talent – he has the IQ, I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows kind of his game and who he is as a player. I think he just didn't want to overstep any boundaries maybe or it just seemed like he was afraid to like be himself in attack because if you watch the Nebraska film, that's all he did. He was an he put excellent pressure on the rim and teams didn't know what to do with him. He didn't really do that a lot of this season and then randomly at the end he kind of showed up and really started taking off. And I and I really like that for him. And I think Bryce McGowan is going to be a really good player in this league. The, like I said, the only reason I give him a B and not like a higher grade, uh, because he did, I think, played well as a rookie, especially when he started starting. The only reason I give him a B is because it took him a while to really take control right? and, and kind of be the player he wants to be. I think he was trying to fit in this mold that isn't quite him. Now, is that on him and on the coaches? I'm not there to tell. But a B is not bad for a rookie, you know, especially a rookie that – Barely got time, but when he did play, it was like, oh, okay, I see it. So I'll give him a B. Sv so Luke, For what I expected, I could get this guy A plus. But A plus should be for special cases. And I don't, you know what? I see, I see a special case in here. And this was such a short time. I'll, I'll give him an A, just a regular A, just because I had no, I thought they were going to wave him. And I was kind of upset when they didn't. And then I was upset that they were playing him over Bryce McGowan. But then I saw how efficient he is as a scorer. He's a very smart basketball player. And he's not a good defender at all either. But this is kind of where I want LaMelo to get to. Maybe, I mean, hopefully better because LaMelo's a little more, a lot more athletic. But Savi is just a, a smart defender. He knows how to position his body. He knows where to be. He knows how to rotate. He knows how to not get another guy's way. He he just know he just knows a lot of this stuff that allows him to be an adequate defender. And I like that about him. But I, what I really like is that he is a shooter. I've said time and time again. Hornets have a lot of people who can shoot, but don't have any shooters. This man Z V is a shooter. So definitely, definitely we would like to see him around but like I I don't want it forced I want it to kind of just happen naturally and we'll see from there like if if he has to take someone's spot I don't necessarily want that however if he is um, however if he is on the team I'm not mad at it whatsoever next up we have Kelly Oubre someone else I'll give an A minus just because at the beginning of the season when everyone was hurt and no one really was playing well Kelly Oubre did a lot it was to the point where it was like, oh, we should keep this guy. And I know now it's kind of dwindled off. He got injured, and then the season just went bad and all that stuff. But at the beginning of the season, he played really well. And I I blame the injury, and I blame just the end, the end of the season, not really have much to play for. But he showed up in a lot of games, too, even at the end. But I think Kelly Uber, I'll give him an A just because – now, if you look at his stats and stuff and you watch him play, necessarily you may not be happy, but – it was just the energy he had on the court. And like I said, at the beginning of the season, for a long time, he was having a career year. And it seemed sustainable. It really did. Then he got injured. And like I said, then the season fell off. So I can see that all that playing a part. Tom so i just give him an A. He's he's like a special case, even though that's not a special case I was talking about before. But he is a special case. I'll just give him an A. I know the numbers don't look great. I know even like I said, the film doesn't even look great. However, just what he was doing for the team at the time, that was great. And that's why he gets the A. PJ. I will give PJ a B plus, and the reason I give PJ a B plus is because of the fact that I did want him to take leaps and bounds as a scorer. And even though he did have that one game where he had a career high and literally saved the game, he didn't really. He struggled from the field. Um, He couldn't really score. Doesn't really do well putting the ball on the floor and attacking the basket. Even though he can, it's just not. This is not all quite there yet. And PJ's super young. So this stuff can he can get better. I'm not I'm not concerned about we're just talking about this year. I'm not concerned about the future outlook for PJ, but his shooting, like I said, fell off. But his defense was so good this year. So good. So that's why I gotta give him a B plus. Because I was really looking for him to show up offensively without Miles, but his defense was just really good. So that's why I want to uh keep him around for sure, depending on what the money is. Because I don't want I don't wanna pay him too much. But I think PJ excellent job defensively this season. I mean, we all remember the game against Giannis where he really frustrated Giannis and it was a couple other players he frustrated. PJ was just able to switch on everything. Uh he's like our version of Bam. And I know people like some people love BAM as a defender, some people hate him. But I personally like what Bam can do defensively. And while PJ's not as good as Bam, the way we use him is very similar to BAM. And I, and that's you you need guys like that in this in today's NBA, especially with positions basketball. James Booknight. Uh, What is this? What is this? What is this? I wish I I I was doing this live so y'all could help me. I would give him a C minus. C. I'll give him a C. He didn't quite have the offseason you would want him to have as far as playing in the summer league and just being out of practice because he had an injury. And then right before the season, he got in trouble with the law. And then he came in and we're hoping, you know, we're hearing all these things that him and Steve Covers spent a lot of time together. So I was like, okay, we're going to get a James Knight that was being held back last year. Because I think James Booknight was good last year. He was just held back. I really believe that James Knight was good. This year, it's more of a mental thing. And I think a lot of his game has fallen off. But he didn't get the offseason that, you know, you would hope for. So he came out rough, then got benched, then really never came back, which I had no I had no problem with him getting benched. I had a problem with him never coming back. You have a young player, you gotta play him. And the season wasn't looking good anyway. So I don't know why he didn't bring him back. But when they did bring him back, he looked good at the you know, when they finally brought him back towards the end of the season, he looked good. Um, he showed some signs defensively, which is something we're gonna desperately need. A lot like guys like him Lamelo, we don't need them to be lockdown defenders, we just need them to be smart defenders. And and that can happen. You can teach that, you know. You can't teach the natural tenacity, uh, the natural way of defending. But for the most part, you can teach a lot of defenses effort. And so those guys, I think it'll come around. But yeah, it's just it, it. It was just too late for him to do anything of relevance to kind of save his grade for the season, even though what I did really like what I saw. So we'll just go see C for that just because I want to go see minus. But considering he didn't get the offseason he quite wanted, I'll give him a C. C. Even though part of it was his fault. Uh, Cody Martin F. Kobe Simmons. I mean, we really didn't see much of him, but I'm glad they signed him to a was it a two-way. I might be mistaken, but I like Kobe Simmons. He's been with the Charlotte Hornets organization for a long time. I really want to see him play. That, that, that's kind of it. I just want to see him play. Get real NBA minutes for an extended amount of time. He didn't really get that this year. So is, is it? can I really guard him? I mean, well, can I really pick something for him? Not really. I can't really grade him. But we'll just give him a C just because. Um, Xavier Sneed, uh, he didn't really do much. We'll give him a C. Tail Maldon, we'll give a B minus. What how do y'all feel about a B minus? Because Tail Maldon, I think his shooting fell off for sure, but he is a great playmaker, like, great natural playmaker, and that's something we don't have. So I'm glad we could have someone to come off the bench and be such a natural playmaker. And then he was starting for a little bit. The shot needs to come along. The shot has been a problem for him long enough. It does need to advance. But... Like I said, he does everything else pretty well. You, you can't be mad at it. And then I see him being with the Charlotte Hornets next year as a tertiary guard. So, like, someone if Lamelo's hurt or someone's in foul trouble or something like that, they could use him. And then he's not going to kill you offensively as far as just, like, turning the ball over and just you can't put the ball in his hands. Now, you may not want him to shoot, but running offense, be the floor general, I think you want him to do that. And he does a good job of that. So, I, I want to give him a B-minus. For that because we'll go C plus. We'll go C plus because the offense does have ways to go. But we'll go C plus for now. But I'm not afraid to bump that up to a B minus. Dennis Smith Jr. So this is the grade I was talking about. That I don't care what anybody says. This is an A plus. Because... I had no idea what to expect of Dennis Smith Jr. They brought him in at the last minute because we desperately need a backup point guard, and this man ended up being one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, as well as just being a great, great on court leader. You just see the energy, and the passion when he plays, and then the the you can tell by even when they do like the real access for the behind us. It's just the guy loves the game, the guy loves the team, and I, you need someone that can defend like that. You know, you want Cody Martin to be like that? He's nowhere near what Dennis Smith Jr. is doing right now. He had Dennis Smith Jr. has a lot to do offensively, and so you can say the same thing with Taylor Maladon and be like, oh they're similar. But what Dennis Smith Jr. did defensively for the Charlotte Hornets was way more impactful than the floor the floor generaling that Taylor Maladon did for this hornet the Hornets organization. So. This Smith Jr. definitely get an A+. Like I said, his offense is not where you want to be, but he's such a leader. He's such a great defender. He does a little bit of everything. You just can't ignore that. And the fact that we just got him last second is crazy. He was about to play football. So hopefully they bring him back next year because I think he's going to have another impactful season. And he's still young. He's still like 26. So uh, definitely... Definitely want Dennis Moore Jr. to come back. Next up, well, last, really, is at 6'1". Jeez, well, I always thought Terry was 6'2". So seeing 6'1", and then thinking about him being excellent is why did they even think that was a good idea? Even though technically they still think it's a good idea because they're both technically our starting backcourt. But anyway, Terry Rozier, C. C. He came out injured. He had some big games, as Terry Rozier does. It's just Terry doesn't fit this team. That's literally all it is. If you put him, and I always use the Lakers as an example, but you can put him on a Bucks, You can put him on a Heat who desperately needs some scoring, especially uh, with Tyler uh, Hero coming back from injury next year because he got injured this year in the playoffs. Terry Vilsen would be a great player for a lot of teams. A guy that not that expensive really, but he can really get you buckets off the bench. We can't afford his style of offense because he takes a lot of bad shots, and he does make them to an extent, but not at a high enough clip for us. Is someone if you're the Heat, it's like, well, he, I mean, he gave us twenty regardless of how he did it. He gave he was able to provide us twenty points when Jimmy Butler was you know sitting or while Tyler Hero's injured, whatever the case may be. That the Terry Rozier, I think will be really good on that team just for the Hornets. It doesn't quite work. uh. So, yeah, I'll just give him a C, maybe C plus because, like I said, he's actually good. It's just with the team. And I know I said I wouldn't include other ranking, other players, but I'm thinking for him. It's like, guy, you you were our third scorer last year. Now it's time for you to be the second. And it's like he got worse. Because he was pretty good last year and good year before. So he declined. And then he also didn't step up to the role. And he was also injured. So it was just, we'll just give him a C, maybe C plus. Because like I said, the talent's actually there. He's actually a good player. It just didn't work out this season. So maybe we we'll won't give him a C plus just because maybe a C is a little too low. But anyway, that does it. I think I went through everybody. Let me know what your grades are. Uh, like I said, follow me on Twitter at TrustBuzz and we could talk about it. We could talk about the grades. But yeah, grades are always fun and more offseason stuff's gonna come. I think that. What we're going to do is take time so that we're going to take time between things that happen this offseason so that when it's time to do an episode, we can actually do a long episode as opposed to talk about like 10 small things. We can actually have an episode like this. So let me know what you think of that. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.